The following is a Feltnout production. To find out more, visit feltnout.co.uk. What's up, what's up, what's up? It's your boy, young, um, young, 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 Lil Lil, Big Big, aka Mr. Mr., aka Young Lil, Lil Young, Big Lil, Mr. Young, your boy, Jack Fox. It's time for another episode of your motherfucking goddamn cocksucking favourite podcast in the motherfucking goddamn cocksucking world. Tired and inspired. What's up? How's it going? How's it hanging? Good. Oh, really? Oh, it's a shame. Can't believe it. Isn't it mad? Have you got any money? Send us it. Thanks. What's up? How's it going? Um... I am going to be straight up, straight up like 12 o'clock with you guys. I've got nothing for this week. Nothing. Uh, I enjoyed doing last week's episode because I had a lot to talk about. But this week, I've just been working. I've been doing stuff, this and that, getting on with it, and I've got nothing. Um... What I have done since I last spoke to you is pretended to be Chad Smith in a Red Hot Chili Peppers tribute band. That was fun. But what is it to tell you about that? I set me drums up. I played some songs. I packed them down again. I got the bags. And then I left. In fact, what I will say is, I will say this, I will say this. So sometimes if I think of something, if, if something happens or if I think of something that I'm going to talk about on the podcast, I write it down in my little notes on my phone, and I wrote nothing this week, but I, I had thought of this, it's because I have a bad memory, I have a really bad memory from years, from what I think is years of having a bad sleeping pattern, I have a really bad memory, so I write everything down, stuff that I need to remember, but I didn't write this one thing down, but I have remembered it, kind of, um, and so I, I, was, I was doing this gig, right, so I drove to the venue, which was at the Garden Farm in Chesley Street. Now, as I was driving there, I was on the motorway. I took the turn off to Chesley Street, and I was driving. And I was like, okay, fine, this is Chesley Street, whatever. I've been here a handful of times before. And then, uh, take a left here, to the roundabout, the third exit, and then take a right, and then take a left, and then I came to, like, a housing estate. And I was like, oh, have I found, have I, have I, come on, I came to the wrong place. Like, this doesn't look like a place where... There'd be like a like a venue. T- it was like a just like a housing estate. Like there was just just houses and a corner shop and a chip shop. And I was like, I'm in the wrong place here. And then you go down the road, you follow the road around, you go around the corner, and then there's like there's just a big not even a car park, but there's just cars parked there. It's a big space with cars parked, and then suddenly there's the venue, like right dead center in the fucking middle of this housing estate. I'm like, oh. Okay, well, fine, fair enough. And I was the first one there out of the band, so I, I go in and I'm like, I'm with the 
band? Like, what's the crack? And the lady's like, oh, yeah, just just set up your stuff over there. And it's just in a room. I'm just in the corner of a room setting up my drums while the people there... Clearly, clearly the people that go to this pub go every night and they don't really care if there's a singer on, if there's a band on. They just go there every night and if there's something on, then cool. They know all the staff that work there. Everybody knows each other's business. It's like it's like the only place in that area to go to socialise with everybody else, which is fine. I understand there's not... Chesley Street's a bit of a weird... It's not really Sunderland. It's not really Newcastle. There's fucking nothing going on. You need a place like that. Fine. So I'm setting up and I'm thinking, like... You know... I don't want to fucking suck my own dick, but I've done some kind of good gigs the last 12 months. Supporting Golden Little Chain, supporting the Skins, playing at these really nice venues. And I was like, really? Am I going to do pub cake? And I thought, I actually had they. Hangabout. This is a different type of gig. I'm not doing like a Jack Fox set. I'm not doing a comedy set. And also, I'll do anything for money is something that I've realised. I'll play any gig for a fee. So you might as well just call me fucking Bags Johnson because that's just who I... uh, Not even Johnson. Fox, in fact. Bags Fox is my new name. So you should refer to me. I'll do any gig for an amount. Collecting racks over. I mean, I'm not. I'm just barely getting by. <laughs> but it's better for my brand if I say I'm collecting bags in it. You know what I mean? So I'm loading my gear in and out, and it's just, it's just people who, like. The people there didn't want a red hot chili peppers tube. I'm going to sneeze because I put so much effort into them bags. Oh, uh. it's just people who didn't want a red hot chili peppers tribute band. It's just people who want a guy and a guitar probably playing Oasis songs. But fuck them, because as I said, Bags Johnson over here will play any gig if the price is right. And that's what I fucking did. <laughs> money, man. Money's. I think money's one of them things where uh, if you have it, it's not really important. But if you don't have it, it's like all you're fixated on. Uh, how how long have I got? Only seven minutes in. Fuck it, I'll tell you the story. We'll we'll delay we'll delay a word from our sponsors for a bit longer. Uh, when I was younger. This is, I was going to tell this last week, but I think I ran out of time. When I was younger, uh, I'm an only child, so I'm fortunate enough. I, I always confu- my friends confused me getting getting everything I wanted with being spoiled, right? So there's a so being spoiled is like kicking your dummy out, spitting your dummy out, kicking your toys out the problem. You don't get what you want. I was never like that. If I wanted something, I asked for it and I got it. Cause I was an only child. My parents worked hard. They had enough spare income that they could buy me. A new pair of football boots, a new PlayStation game, a PlayStation in the first place. I got an iPod when I first came out, etc., etc., etc. But obviously, as you get older, your parents are less inclined to be like, oh, yeah, here's some money. You know, make some money for yourself, 
uh, I get pocket money. You spend, save up your pocket money if you have to, etc., etc., whatever, whatever. So there's one particular day. It was a weekend, I remember, in South Shields. And I was going to go into South Shields Town Centre when there was more shops available for teen... I think how old I was. I probably was 14, 15. Uh, when there was shops for people that age to shop in. Now, if you go down King Street, it's just like three Greggs and a bank and Morrison's, and that's like it. But there used to be shops there. Uh, so my friend... Uh, let's call him Paul because that's his name but I'm not going to give you his full name my friend Paul who lived a few doors up from us said call me rang us do you want to go into Shields I want to go in because that's just what people do when, that's just what teenagers do on a weekend we just go out and just see what happens yeah okay fine now uh, for this particular trip into South Shields I had no money zero amount of I'd spent it on whatever the fuck kids spend it on at that age sweets one trip to the cinema, I don't know, I had no money. But because my dad, it was that when my mom and dad were still together, we all lived in the same house, my dad was a taxi driver, so he made all his money in cash. He hid it, I'll tell you where it was now, because I don't live in that place anymore, my dad's dead, so it's fine. In the kitchen, above the cupboard, he had this blue pot, and he'd get all his money in cash that he made from taxis back when, before Uber, before you could pay, prepay on your phone, before they had contactless cards, you paid for taxis in cash. So my dad would get hundreds and hundreds of pounds on a weekend, all in cash, and he put it in this little blue pot, and he put it on the cupboard in the kitchen where nobody could, my dad was six foot fucking six, six foot seven, only my dad could reach up and get it. Then when he was off work during the week, he'd take it to the bank, cash it all in, then would fucking live happily ever after, fine. So I knew this blue pot was up there, and I thought, I'm going to go into Shields with my friend Paul, and he's going to be buying comics and CDs and DVDs, and I'm going to be standing there like a twat and have no money. So what I'm going to do is, I'm going to go downstairs... And when nobody's looking, I'm going to climb on the kitchen bench, I'm going to get that pot, and I'm going to take £20 out of that pot. And I'm going to steal some money. Now, in hindsight, now, looking back, you can probably see where this story's going. Do I wish I'd just asked my parents if I could borrow some money to go to Shields Town Centre with my friend Paul? Yes. Did I also think if I'd asked my parents for £20, they'd say no and, like, shoot us in the head for even dare to ask for £20 to go to the Shields Town Centre with my friend Paul. Yes. So did I ask? No. Did I steal some money? Yes. Did I intend to steal £20? Yes. Did I steal £20? No. Why didn't I steal £20? Well, I'll tell you. I went to pull out a £20 note and sometimes, as you know, paper sticks together and frictions so I pulled out £20, and what came out with it? Another 20 and a 10. That's 50 English pounds sterling fell out of the blue pot when I only wanted 20. Oh, the gods are shining down on your boy. Is this good news? Is this bad news? Is this a sign? Should I take this £50? Should I put the 30 back? Should I just sack it all off, put it all back where it comes from, Go and ask my mum and my dad if I can borrow £20 to go to Cheers Town Centre with my friend Paul. No. I did the bad thing. I took all £50. Thinking, there's hundreds of pounds in here. Nobody's even bound to notice a measly £50  
have gone missing. And I will continue this story after a quick word from our sponsors. Today's episode of Tired and Inspired is brought to you by Cliffhangers. That's right, Cliffhangers on stories that you didn't even know you were getting on this week's episode of Tired and Inspired. Now you may be asking yourself, how Jack, how are you going to find two singular one minute clips to clip out of this story, to cut up and then put onto social media? Now let me tell you my friend, I have no idea. But that's for me to worry about and for you to shut the fuck up and listen. Uh, I've got no gigs this week, so I can't tell you about them. Uh, Just enjoy the tuning. New music coming soon. That's what I'll say. New music coming soon. You're not even getting a long intro to the second half, to be honest. I'm just going to go on as normal. Um, So I pulled the £50 out. I pulled the £50 out and I put it in my pocket. And me and my friend Paul walked from Westo to South Shields. And I bought a magazine from W. H. Smith. I can't remember exactly what it was. And I also bought the two-pack CD, All Eyes on Me. And I bought the ludicrous album, which I believe is called Chicken and Beer. I'm going to do a quick Google. How is it disrespectful? I don't know what, what it's called. Uh, Chicken and Beer. Chicken and Beer, studio album by Ludacris. Okay. What about Ludacris? He was like the shit back then. I wonder what year. Wait there. Let me find out what year it was. This is, I should have, should have researched this. In the break. Chicken and Beer by Ludacris came out in 2003, right? So I'm going to say that's when I bought it. So that's probably when it came out. So let's do 1989. No, two. I'm trying to find out how old it was. 2003 minus 14. That's about right. I was about 14 years old. So I bought a. Uh, I bought a fucking cocksucking motherfucking. I bought a magazine. I bought All Eyes on Me by Tupac. And I bought Chicken and Beer by Ludacris. And you know, I've still got pocket change left. What's an album each? What's that? £10? Magazine. It's probably like a football thing. Probably at most a fiver. £15. I'm still looking. I've, I've banked £35 for a 14 year old. That's quite a lot of money. And I'm in the clear here. Yeah, I'm golden. I'm down the street. I'm hanging out. My. My friend Paul's parents came to meet us, said, let's go for lunch. I'm fucking on top. I'm getting lunch bought for us as well. I'm a king. Now then, I'm sitting having lunch. I believe it's some sort of pizza, because I remember it being an Italian restaurant. A restaurant during the day? Who the fuck do I think I am? I'm a king with £35 in my pocket. That's who I am. Now, I've got one of those, uh, probably Samsung, I've got a flip phone that has a a colour screen, I remember I was called mental for the colour screen and polyphonic ringtones. And I get a phone call on this polyphonic ringtone 
and it's my mother. Game's up. The game is up. Just asking us, asking us the questions. Have I taken fifty pounds from the blue tub in the kitchen? Straight away, me. Straight away, no. Don't know what you're talking about. Blue tub in the kitchen. <laughs> Fuck's a blue tub in the kitchen. Don't know what you're talking about. Your mum's suspicious. She's not a fucking idiot. Your mum wasn't born yesterday. I might as well have been. I'm only 14. Your mum says, okay. Alright. It's just, uh, you know, there was, there was about £350 in the blue tub earlier and uh, the dad's went to count it now and there's only, there's only about 300 and uh, just wonder if, because you know what, if you just wanted some money, because I know when you've gone down street with Paul, so if you wanted some money, you could have just... Just ask them would it give me some money. And I was like, no, I haven't. That's strange. That's because you you think if you think like if my dad put three hundred pounds in there and then like a, a couple of hours later went back to check and counted up, like it's think it'd still be three hundred three hundred and fifty pounds. It's think it'd still, it'd still be there because I haven't I know I, I know that I'm like down street, but like I haven't like, I've got no money. Like, I haven't bought anything. All right. Okay, well. Well, I uh, hope you have a good afternoon anyways, and uh, we'll see when you get back. All right. Okay. And then we'll hang up. And there I am, in the men's toilet, in some fucking restaurant in South Shields, thinking hard. Thinking how am I going to explain two packs all eyes on me, Ludacris's chicken and beer, and some fucking magazine to my mother when I get home? When I've just told her that I've got no money to buy anything. Then I think. Isn't honesty a good life trait to have? She'll probably actually reward us for owning up to this. You know? Show her that, you know, I'm I'm capable of holding my own, I guess, and, and owning up to things. Maybe this is a test all along. You know what it is? I'm going to ring her back. I'm going to ring her back and... Yeah, I'll just t- I'll just tell her I did do it, and uh, we'll go from there. It'll be fine. I'm sure it'll be fine. So I pick up the phone. I ring her back. And I say to her, "You know, like I I, I didn't I didn't I didn't take any money, but like, what would happen if I did take some money?" And I'm just like, "Well, I don't really understand." Did you? Did you take the money like? Yeah. Yeah, I did. I took 50 pounds. 
And as I say that, I can hear me dad closing the door behind him and getting in the car and speeding. Skirt! To come pick me up. And uh, and then my mum just sure enough told us that uh, all hell is about to break loose. Uh, I had to then go back out to see Paul and his parents and as a 14 year old boy, excuse myself, I've got to go. I'm going to get grounded for the rest of my life. Thanks for half of this meal. Paul, I'll never see you again. Appreciate it, bruh. See you on the other side. Uh, then I got in my dad's car. And I swear, I, this this bit, I was worried about even mentioning this bit. But it was a long time ago. My dad's not here now. This is the only time ever that my dad raised his hands to me. And he slapped me once. And I think, it's, I think it was more... I, I, I want to wrap this up now because it's just going on too long. I think it was more of frustration than anything. But here's probably the worst bit. That was just a coincidence of anything. And and this now hasn't aged well in hindsight. Uh, there was a girl in our school. Obviously, I'm not going to fucking say her name. But for my friends listening who might know who I'm talking about, I fancied her. I had a crush on her, right? And I and ended up, we ended up going out for a little bit in school. So it doesn't really count anymore. Uh, our initial, our first name begins with this letter C. And I fancied her. So you know when you fancy someone in school and it's I guess I guess it's flirting, but you're just being nasty to them all the time. <laughs> like just unnecessarily harsh to them for no reason. I called her I, I said she she was like a man. And I have no idea why. Cause she obviously wasn't. I fancied that. I fucking this was my first real crush, right? And I ended up going out with her. So what does that say more about me than her? I used to call her a man. Whatever. Stupid. I was 13, 14. What the fuck do I know? So in my phone, in my contacts, I had like mom, dad, home, Paul, fucking Carl, David, then just one that said the man. So run this through your head. Now, hopefully, if you're my age or in your 20s, 30s, or if you have a kid, me, you guys know me, I'm... Sound. I don't drink alcohol. I don't take drugs. I'm a vegetarian. I'm a nerd. I'm a fucking idiot. I rap. I tell jokes. I play drums. When I was a kid, all I was interested in was football. And now suddenly, I've stole fifty pounds. I'm going through the teenage years. I'm going. I'm being independent. Going out by myself with my friends. I've stole some money, which I've never done ever, and never have done since. I've gone out with my friend, and there's someone in my phone. Called the man. My mum and dad thought I was fucking on coke, <laughs> selling weed, 
taking heroin. They were ringing up this lass who I had in the phone. <laughs> I explained to them. Your mum's going, why have you got somebody called the man? I was like, it's just a joke at school with things she looks like a man. Like, <laughs> like, my, my dad's ringing up this lass and she's obviously, she's obviously not answering on the other end because it sees my name come up on her phone. And she's like, oh, I'm not. Like, what 14-year-old just rings the lass he fancies out of the fucking blue? <laughs> I had to explain to my parents on my knees, going, I'm fucking sorry that I stole the money. Or don't call her a man. It's not like the man. I'm not listening to the Velvet Underground, the song I'm waiting for my man because I'm waiting to buy heroin from on the corner in fucking Manhattan somewhere on Fifth Avenue. It's not that deep, but just call her a man because I want to shag <laughs> Oh, what a fucking. So that was my that was my parents' initial thought was I've stole fifty pounds because I want to go fucking buy drugs and then they get my phone off as when I get home and see that I've only got like five contacts in my phone because I'm fourteen years old. Two of them are them. The third, the other one's the home number in the phone, and the fourth one's just someone called the man. You know, you know what I mean? And I'm like, no, it's not like that at all. Uh, I got grounded for two weeks, three weeks three weeks uh so i just go to school and then just come home and uh my friends would go out because it was just like the time when what what your activities would be at night time was you'd just go out i'd either play football or just go out and when my friends just went out they'd go around the back of my house uh shout and then i'd just look out the window and then we'd just talk out the window into the backyard it was just so just so ridiculous it was like the like my parents are like the worst grounders in the world and then after like a week and a half i think they probably got felt they probably felt guilty that i was grounded my mom gave us the cds back in the magazine that i got and just said oh it's fine just go out now if you want but just in hindsight all that could have been avoided if i just went to my mom i want to buy a two-pack cd can i borrow a tenner fuck's sake what a fucking dick it's a funny story now. The only thing that really pissed me off in the whole thing was my dad hears that he was... That's probably why he stopped grounding us after a week, because he was like, I feel bad that I hit him. But I think he just thought I was on drugs. <laughs> <coughs> oh, Jesus. Uh, well, that took a fucking lifetime to get there, didn't it? There you go then, I guess. That's what happens when nothing happens to us in a week. I'll tell you a story about how my parents once thought I was on drugs when I was 14. When in fact, all I was on was some bullshit. I was on some bullshit. <clears throat> I've got no idea how I'm going to clip this up for social media. Oh, my nose is all fucked. Like my acting chops, though. My acting chops, I was doing the phone call between me and my mum. You should have seen my hand gestures. I'm like fucking a young James Gandolfini out here. All right, all right, that'll do. I was going to tell that last week. Thank fucking god, I didn't. It would have been a fucking three-hour episode if I had the time and space to shout and give you dynamics. Uh, I've got no gigs this week. Can you believe that? I'm going to be fucking broke at the end of the month, January, man. It's a fucking nightmare. Uh, no gigs this week, but on Friday tomorrow, as you're listening to this, this is an exclusive for yous. Uh, Hive Mind are getting together with a bassist for a little jammy jam. Let's see what happens. Uh, Hive Mind have a gig booked in actually next week, next week, next month, at Independent with Ten Eighty Trees. Uh, 
Um, so we'll see. Things tick along nicely. I've got some new music coming out soon. And I'm hopefully going to do a video for that in the next couple of weeks. Uh, and then we'll just kick off with 2022. Hopefully I can do some more stuff in the next week. So it'll be a more interesting podcast next week. Thanks for your support. If you're going to show anybody the podcast, maybe don't show them this episode. Maybe show them last week's. That's the highs and lows of the podcast game. All right. Peace and love. Love you all. Bye. That was a Feltnout production. To find out more, visit feltnout.co.uk. Getting fucking bugs!